Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. How are we doing today, folks? we got some Daredevil news, some Guardians of the Galaxy news, a little bit of Punisher news, and most importantly, a lot of Spider-Man news. Stick around and find out on Marvel Movie News! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News! Hey, how are we doing today, folks? We have a world of Marvel news to cover, and we are going to get started in just a moment. But first, I want to introduce our guest. This is the one, the only, the Rob Fee with us today in the booth. Hi. He is a man <laughs> of Twitter and hellos. <laughs> he is with us today, and I want to welcome you. You can follow us on iTunes at YouTube. That's not how iTunes works, but you can follow us on <laughs> iTunes and also find us on YouTube.com forward slash Popcorn Talk. You can follow us on the Popcorn Talk Network, popcorntalknetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at Popcorn Talk at Facebook, facebook.com slash Marvel News Show. Follow us, like us, and if you tweet out a link to our show while we're live, Doom in the booth will retweet you. Doom demands tweets. And now, also condolences for both Marquia and <laughs> Matt T's cars. Both of which died. Uh, I Tragically this morning. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> uh, that was my next beat. I just wanted to get through the spiel that Matt powers through because it is exhausting knowing you have a certain amount of dot coms to say. Uh, Matt, car died. Marquia, car died. Both within an hour of the show, so I am here. Just me and Rob. We got some lovely singles to make us look good. We got good lighting. We got, like, space. Do you think one of us will die since thing normally happens in threes? I think we're just... I don't have a car, so... did you? No, I mean here? us as people. We have to physically die. One of us has to die. That's just science. That's the rule. That's just how it... Final That's, destinations. That is... Has science That's, gone too this far? This is it, guys. Marvel... I now fear this room. <laughs> this is all over. So, uh, without Matt and Marquia, it is myself and Rob, and we have have a fair amount of Spider-Man stuff to get to, but first, we need to address Daredevil. Uh, Charlie Cox has said publicly, and very excitingly, that, quote, he can't do all this alone, and that's to say maybe some teamwork. He's actually going to relinquish some responsibilities. Whatever lessons he learned from the Defenders will then play into, I think, Season 3. Now, that is very exciting to me, because not only is Charlie Cox talking about Season 3, but he's referencing a time after the Defenders. Are you a uh, Netflix Daredevil fan? Yes, I'm not done with season two yet. Okay. Um, I love season one. But what I really find exciting about this uh, is uh, I think that a lot of times these guys, you know, you have a, a like a show that takes off and they're like, oh, I've got to be doing every single part of this at all times. And they run themselves to death. Right. And you get a season two that kind of like is a little shaky. I thought so far season two has been great. So the fact that he's realized like, okay, look, I can't carry all of this by myself. Right. I can oversee it, but give things to I think that's fantastic. Well, I love that Charlie Cox is seeing it as like an extenuation of his arc. Like, right. Like it's all one big movement. He's one right. big character. And like that character is like Catholic guilt and all this stuff. And that's really building up. Like season two, you can feel the weight of season one. Right. Exactly. So exactly. The idea of he's already before the even film defenders being like, I feel the weight of season two. Yeah. That's like, great. I'm excited. I think I think he's one of the better, more surprising castings we've had. 
I, I like him. I think he's I like perfect. Him. I just, going into it, I was like, Stardust guy? I know, I know. Like, I trust Marvel, but he was one of the ones where I didn't know a lot of his work. He didn't look like how I thought Daredevil would look, but every single quote he has, all of his interviews, that, that Funko thing, did you see the thing he did? No, what was that? He asked for, like, a couple of Daredevil standees to give out to fans and, right? like, you know, donate and stuff, and they sent him, like, an entire case, and there's a picture of him just, like, <laughs> falling into hundreds of Funko Daredevils, and something about, like, that level of endearing towards your fans while being this dark and, like... Yeah, I mean, I feel like any time that I'm, like, Oh, that guy makes sense as casting in this, or that woman makes sense. It it's not as good. It's always mm-hmm. the unexpected person that kind of you know they do their own thing with it. They show you an aspect of them that you never really imagined, and, and right. it normally turns out fun. Because if it's linear, you're like, oh, I know X, Y, and Z what they're gonna do. Right, right, I right. I know exactly. every single beat they'll play. Yes. Whereas like Brie Larson, I'm really excited because she's an indie darling, and yeah. now she's Captain Marvel. I uh, the only thing I hope in the next season of Daredevil is that. They pull one thing from the movie, and that's to play a lot more Evanescence. <laughs> There's not nearly enough Evanescence in the series as there was in the movie. Colin Farrell needs to come in. He needs to be. No, I, I realized I had the epiphany the other day that Colin Farrell, hitman, short hair, right. can't miss, taken out by Batman, which is played by Ben Affleck. I know, I know. It seems like Deadshot. Yeah, I know Deadshot sure. all over again. Because, like, I didn't put that together until, like, I was, like, looking at the cast of Daredevil. And I was like, all right, that was Ben Affleck. Like, right. this is a very linear parallel. So now I'm thinking Deadshot for Bullseye. Bring it all full circle. Do Season it. Season three. Will Smith, we're calling you out. <laughs> it, it's sort of amazing how much this series has done to make us forget that that movie actually happened. I will never forget that movie happened. <laughs> I refuse to let it go. Well, like the other, I was listening to, um, or I've been reading a Marvel, uh, the unto- Marvel Comics, the Untold Story, and they finally got, I finally got to like the modern years where they're doing all the movies, and they mentioned like, oh yeah, and then they got the Daredevil movie made. It's like, oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> that was a thing. I didn't imagine it. I watched it again not that long ago, <laughs> and it's so over the top and silly. Like, there's a part where Ben Affleck is in court. And this, it, there's a criminal that's like clearly lying, you know, and he's Julia, just like, right? yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was, I can't remember the guy. He's a character actor that you see in everything, but he's like, yeah, I killed the broad. What are you going to do about it? Like just, you know, very over the top. And Ben Affleck is standing there holding his cane and just like grinding it. And was like, you son of a, and like. You can, it's so, if that, that was man, superhero di- movies then. yeah, if that man died right after you'd be like, oh, it was the attorney that was just that freaking just out about him in court. <laughs> Obviously. That's, that's the whole it. movie. Right, and the director's right. cut is three hours of that. <laughs> like there's a three hour version of him. Like there's a 20 minute scene of him just like in his dark, like coffin cabin room. And like, wait, there's through. really a director's oh, no, cut of a, that? Have you never seen it? No. It's a, ma- uh, that Coolio wasn't a joke. There's a Coolio director's cut wherein Coolio has an entire subplot. So what that tells me is that. Coolio was going to be in this and got cut out completely. Completely excised. Like, there's an entire 20-minute courtroom subplot with Coolio. The Coolio. Man. Dude, next time you're hanging from Daredevil. I mean, I'm watching it today. Yeah, like, without a doubt. It brings it from, like, a D to a weird C-. minus. It's an almost watchable film, the director's cut. That's a that is a wonderful <laughs> endorsement. Now you know it's a C minus. Watchable. Uh, Doom, have you seen the director's cut? I, I you know, I have it on blu-ray and yeah. i have yet to bring myself to watch it next time you're hankering man i think it's a much better film and it's it's so impossibly early 2000s the director's cut is even right. more like new metal angst well even the old spider-man when you go back i mean that movie made a trillion yeah. dollars 
But if you go back and watch it, like it's kind of corny. Yeah. You know, it, it's very like tongue and cheek. The CGI a lot. is very heavy. And she's like swinging Mary Jane, where it's clearly a. <laughs> do you see what I'm talking about? She where he's a, clearly a mannequin, like Spider Man's a mannequin, and she's like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, just put her on. Like, that's a beautiful thing. It is, and but like Tobey Maguire's not funny at all on it. Like Spider Man's so fun. Was it you and I talking about? Yeah, that? How, yeah. how he's not yeah. written like comedy. He's just like kind of. Yeah, like that. he's just very. He's like, well, Ben died, <laughs> and. The the cold is going to take, and he just yells stuff. <laughs> His comedy is just yelling things right, out, right? Like, but they, I think that like, and Spider Man Two is a great film, but it's not Spider Man. Like, it's a really strong, right? But I think we had to get through those movies to get to where we are now. Agreed. And it's so. I mean, he feels like he feels like he just survived the Oregon Trail. Like everything <laughs> is so just downtrodden. That's why three is so weird when he breaks into dance because you're like, when he what turns trilogy? Into Fallout Boy. Yeah, yeah, what have I experienced to get to this point? That was so. Imagine, imagine how many people had to watch that before and be like, yes. That's how many people had to sign off with on paper? Right. Were like, and then he breaks into dance. Yep. I mean, I could see it on paper making sense, being like, oh, he finds this new sense of self-confidence, and it it is just coming through his pores. He's yeah. so calm. But instead, they're like, he went to Hot Topic and got really <laughs> into My Chemical Romance. But yeah. they, I mean, that's that's the, the very definition of what happens when you have somebody doing a character that they don't really care about. Right, Sam Raimi right. Sam was not shy about saying he didn't want to do the Venom story in, in Spider-Man 3, but... The studio, because they knew fans wanted it, sort of sh- forced him into it. Yeah. And so you wound up with this, like, you're like, that's not... That's it's not for Grace. Yeah. <laughs> also, call yourself Christopher or Chris. No one believes your name is Topher. Sorry, Topher. Nobody goes I'm Topher. not calling <laughs> a human being Topher. <laughs> Especially when he went through his, like, bearded, edgy Topher phase. Oh, I'm like, your God. Name's Topher and... It sounds That's like thing. it sounds like a cafe gratitude appetizer. <laughs> I'm gonna have the Topher. Mm, thank you, as you wish. Uh, so yeah, I think that those movies, including Daredevil, got us to where we are today. And I think, but man, I'm glad it's a new phase. Speaking of next phase, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Very little news, but very exciting news. A very assumed bit of news. Michael Pena is confirmed to come back. I'm so happy about that. It's uh, it, Everyone wanted it. I'm just glad it's now official because there's always that little risk that they're like, you know, it didn't work the best part of the movie. Right, right, right. Like, I, yeah, Michael Pena stole the show and uh, and our friend Anna Akana with that little beat at the end. Oh, yeah, that's right. I love that so much because I didn't know, like, where she was going to pop up. And then all of a sudden, like, her speaking Michael Pena words was like right. everything I wanted. <laughs> he yeah. was so great in that. He was, I feel like he's been one of those for years, has been great, but no one... Yeah. recognized him or he gave it a second thought. Well, End of Watch is, like, so good. Yeah. I thought that was his breakout, and that yeah. was, like, ten years ago. I w- what? Can you pull up his IMDb and just see? Well, he's just I- killing it. Is that He's been in a ton of stuff at this point. Yeah. Uh, it- but, like, I- I'm excited to see him back. I'm just excited to see Ant-Man in the news at all, because it's been very quiet. Ant-Man's his guy. I-, yeah. I think that... How do you feel about Paul Rudd in that? Do you like him as a man? Uh, he's fine as Scott Lang. Like he did a great. I think he did a great job. I had a lot of issues with that movie that were not. I had, none of them were fan related. Right, none right. Of them were fan complaints. They were all movie complaints. Gotcha. Uh, so I, I'm very excited for what they're gonna do when they can actually go in and just make a movie themselves instead of having to quickly rewrite somebody else's Some, someone else's film with their injections get rushed into production he's, right, he's right. known for is incredible the martian shooter fury end of watch like oh yeah all, like he's yeah, just he's like, great in one credits 
That's cr- and he's wonderful and all. Yeah, that. and he just kills, and he's not like eighty-one credits. He's he was born in nineteen seventy-six. He's not an old guy. Is there eighty-one yeah, credits? Is incredible. He's doing the rounds. Yeah, and he's always like the guy that steals the show. So I'm really glad that Ant Man gave him a little more than a lot of other movies did. Like I, it wasn't like five minutes. He had like a full. I think Ant Man is might be my favorite superhero movie of the last like five years. Wow, I enjoyed it a lot, and and I'm kind I'm almost to the point to where I'm like. Let's slow down on some of the, you know what I mean? Like we're just cranking them out right. so much, and I'm like, man, this one got me excited for everything else. Like That's good. that revamped you. Yeah. yeah, it did. I thought Paul Rudd was so fun in it, um, and believable. You right, know, right. I, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was funny without it being forced. It wasn't like they were like, well, we need a joke here. Stick a right. joke in there. Like, it just felt natural. It felt like a Paul Rudd comedy that just happened to have superheroes as a plot. Yeah, And yeah. I liked that about it. Or the other way around. Right. Uh, it did, when, I, when I left the theater, I was like, I didn't just experience the same superhero movie. Right, right, right. And I like that. And I think this next one has an even better chance of being that because it's it's its own writers. It's like becoming yeah. its own movie. And you've already added a step. Like, we already have the characters established. They don't have to do the introduction thing. Right. And they can just jump straight and the wasp can actually be in it now right because my god that was one of the things about me is it felt like they were like almost letting her be the wasp the whole movie you're like remember that time the wasp was as important as that man she'll stand over there yeah and the whole movie they're like she can do it better right why why did you do it she can do it better so i'm excited for them i love that the title is ant-man and the wasp because the whole first movie felt like ant-man and the wasp so i'm glad that they're going they're acknowledging it but they left her out of they left her out of it, so they had to leave her title out of it. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. This movie, they're like, and we learned. I'm excited to see, like, what Michael Pena's role is in this team, though. Oh, yeah. Like, is That's he a good gonna, point. Is he going to be, because they're not going to, I mean, they're not necessarily going to do, like, a heist the same way where he's, like, a criminal. Right. So is he going to be, like, their base guy? Like, equipment manager? Oh, that'd manager? be funny. I would. I, I just want. I really. I want Ti back because I feel like Ti did nothing in the first film, and I loved that about him because I was like, Ti's here, cool. I just <laughs> hope there's a scene where they're getting ready and Evanescence is playing in the background. <laughs> Rob V. Siglandly trying to bring back Daredevil era superhero <laughs> films through the power of Evanescence. I'm really just the marketing director for Evanescence. <laughs> That's a, I can't guess. tell if you're joking or not. <laughs> It's a terrifying world we live in. Uh, Moving on to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mallory Jansen has been confirmed to play a life model decoy. That's exciting to me. That's a very specific deep geek cut. Like, life model decoys are not something that we could have gotten away with up until 2016. No, and I felt like in the comics it was such a common thing. Like, every time somebody died, it was like, nope, decoy. New writers. (laughs) Every time. And there was that joke in Iron Man, was it, was it? Avengers or Iron Man? <clears throat> it was either Avengers 3 or Age It was Ultron. the first Avengers. It was the first he's one. like, you've reached the life mile decoy of Tony Stark. That's right. Oh, yes, And yes. I was like, that's all we'll ever get, and I appreciate it. Yep. We're getting a real LMD? That's insane. I know. It's a great way to bring back characters, too. Yeah, and it's like such a 70s, like, I don't know, like, sensibility. Like, right, 70s right, right. comic sensibility. And I can't believe 2016's like, you know, it could exist an Android that's that believable <laughs> as a person. Sign me up. Yeah, well, it'll be, I mean, it's going to be uh, Ada is who she's playing, mm-hmm. uh, which is, we got, like, the briefest glimpse of her through, the through like, glass at the end of the season. Okay. They were just like, LMDs! And then they cut. 
Like, see you in the fall. It's just, it opens <laughs> up such a weird world. It just, it's like the Pandora's box of, like, we no longer have any dependability on logic. Like, right. we can go anywhere. Right. Everyone's going to die, but they're not going to die. Like, we, we have different views on Deadpool, but I think Deadpool did that for all of Fox, where Fox now is like, well, that worked. So they can go, like, very crazy. Right. And this, I feel, is the TV version of that is like, well, this insane thing's go. Right. So I think that that in itself is exciting and I hope that uh, things like this get us a Gambit movie that works because the more we like lean into superheroes just being wonky we can have characters that wouldn't have worked in the Daredevil era. Right, right, right. <laughs> nowadays. Um, do you uh, do you feel good about the movies that are going to come out inspired by Deadpool? I feel that Deadpool took 11 years to get made because of the subject matter and because of the type of humor it was. And I feel like some of the jokes felt like they had to add them because of like eight studios were, or like eight sure, studios sure. were like, I like this joke and I like this joke. Right. I think the next Deadpool has potential of being better because they'll be focusing on one movie instead of focusing on 11 years of script. I gotcha. So I hated Ryan Reynolds in that movie see, so that's much. Where, that's where we disagree because I remember you and I talked about how much like I came out and like, that made right. me so happy. You're like, I hate cinema. <laughs> I, I, it, and I and if people love that movie, like I'm, I don't want to be like, no. Here's why you hate it. But if, for me, it I just the entire time I was sitting there, I, I just hated every minute of it. And I just, it I think it really took me off that Ryan Reynolds makes jokes about Green Lantern in the movie because I'm like, no, 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 no. You did that. You don't get to make jokes about that. You're the one that did you signed it. Up. You, you made the money. You cashed that check yeah. and you bought a house with it. You own that. You are stuck with it. You met your it. wife there. Right, exactly. Movie, you wouldn't have a baby. Yeah, don't, don't, you make little, we get to make those jokes. You don't get to make that <laughs> See, joke. I, I went into it going like, I really want the broiest sophomoric, like very like inappropriate. Right, right. So when I, when I got exactly that, I was like, I don't know how I feel. Like, when I left that movie, I was as confused as I was happy. Really? And I, I didn't love that movie until, like, 24 hours later. Right. Like, it marinated into me. Like, I felt so, like, unemotionally attached that I was like, I right. don't know what I wanted. And, and, but then I then I loved it, whereas I, I think you were so viscerally involved during it. They, you, there was no saving right. you by the first 10 And that's great. I'm, I'm glad people, like, I'm I'm glad anytime people love a movie right. about anything. And I think it's going to help us like Ant-Man did. Yeah, I think exactly, exactly. That's what I was going to say, totally. And as long as the R-rated thing doesn't become for the sake of R-rated, which it hasn't yet. Yeah, that's what, okay. that's one of the things I'm, because that's what happened with comedy right, right. now. I mean, every comedy it's is a clone of We're the Millers. Right. You know, where it's just, the punchline is cursing. Right. You know, and it just gets lazy. And so I, and that, that was my fear with Deadpool. I was like, I don't want mm-hmm. comic book movies to be like, look how wacky it is. And He's jacking off with a unicorn on right. his head. <laughs> and then, like, there was that Suicide Squad moment where there was a unicorn. And I was just like, are we, <laughs> like, I'm not... Trashing Suicide Squad. I was just very confused about that specific of a joke, and I was like, "What direction is comedy going if this specific of a joke is right. also a thing?" Like, because they said it was because he was a brony, and I think that's funny because that's a totally different type sure, of joke. Sure, sure. But like, if we have two movies that are sort of films with yeah. unicorn jokes, I'm like, "What?" Yeah. So I'm really curious where it goes. Like you said, the Judd Apatow thing is very interesting. In comedy. Where do superhero movies go now that an already right. comedy like that exists? Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopefully yeah. optimistic. That's good. I mean, we're, we're definitely going the right direction. I agree. Just, uh, and and worth noting, all the people that say I uh, am a Deadpool fanboy, I brought a person I knew didn't like the Deadpool movie on the show today. <laughs> I hate Deadpool. Like, so actively. That that's, are, yeah, yeah. So, and that's my boy. So that's just that's a fair and balanced. I love the comics. Don't get me wrong. The comics right. are fantastic. The movie yeah. wasn't for me. 
Fair just enough. to uh, wrap up with uh, Agents of Shield news for those guys who uh, who don't know who Mallory Jansen is, uh, she was on. Uh, she's been on Young and the Hungry, Baby Daddy, most recently Gallivant. Uh, so she's an ABC sort of. Just she's stuck with them. They Titan of ABC. They apparently love Mallory Jansen. I mean, she was on that movie where the guy was holding the baby out from him. Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this thing? What? <laughs> and Ada is uh, Ada, who she'll be playing. Uh, though never seen as an LMD in the comics, as far as I know, was an artificial intelligence. So she'll be working with uh, oh. Doctor Radcliffe, who we saw at the end of the season. I expect he's going to be doing some creepy stuff with her, since he basically built himself a girlfriend. Also very excited that a show like Agents of Shield exists for people that are like. The ABC type superhero thing is so different from the Netflix one and so different from the yeah. movies. It makes so many different tiers of fans. It makes me so happy. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love that you're exactly right. Because I, I've said before that like I kind of don't want X Men to go to Fox. I want X Men to have a new team at Fox. But if they go to Marvel, then it becomes like we only it's one studio putting out everything. Right, right, and that'll right. ruin because at most we get three movies a year, and then it's one. And then you get the J.J. Abrams Star Wars Star Trek yeah. thing, where they just kind of feel the same. You know, everything looks the same, has the yeah, same tone. Yeah. Like I'd rather something be wrong for a while than get better than something be totally. And I enjoyed the last X Men movie. It was it was a comic. I know that might be a hot take, but like I, I the last couple I'd been like, yeah, whatever. But like maybe I went in with just so low right, expectations. Right. But I was entertained. But and that's the thing Agents of Shield does. It's so different. I'm glad it's right. separate and an entity that exists. Totally. Because ABC fans love it and that's good. Totally. Um now before we move on, today's episode is brought to you by Blue Apron, and I can personally vouch that Blue Apron is awesome because they sent me food. Uh, have you heard of Blue Apron? I'm in. Dude, Blue Apron is this uh, a delivery service that they not only deliver food to you that has this magical like inbox fridge system. Like it's a cardboard oh, box this and is I opened beautiful. it. It's a fridge inside, but then they send you recipes. So they send you every single ingredient you need, measured out the amount you need, and then how to cook it exactly. So you're making a gourmet oh, meal in your own kitchen. I love this Now, that's so not even, much. that's my phrasing. I'm not even like, that's just like, they, they sent me pork chops, and I made the best pork chops I've ever eaten, much less made. Oh, and pork that's chops are so hard. much better than getting, like, fast food delivered right. or something like that. So it's, it's reasonably oh, priced for the quality of food. It's like Whole Foods quality food, and it comes directly to you, and they literally, like, send you, like, the, the the most simple like and then do this like each step like That's an IKEA I package because I didn't I was very hopeless I made like a uh, a lemon green grass uh, burger with like garlic like I made this bomb meal right in in like half an hour uh, so I wanted to thank Blue Apron they uh, they're helping us out today now they also have an awesome deal for you guys so if you check out this week's menu and you get your first three meals free free not discount free which is insane because it's a sixty five dollar value if you use blueapron.com slash marvel so just literally type in marvel for us and we'll give you three meals of food i'm literally doing that's that. the, like, yeah, this isn't uh this isn't the banter where you're yeah. like oh so no. i tried that. like i'm literally i read nothing these were my words <laughs> i read the thing at the end so you guys can get free food the rest was all me uh they have a bunch of stuff all this is true but i just had my own experience where they were amazing uh i even posted on instagram which i never do like me cooking like look at this awesome thing and i've never felt like more of a seller but i was like i support this i will do this so so blueapron.com slash Marvel, get three free meals. If you don't want them, order it and give it to a homeless person and cook it and feel like a better person. Or just send it to me. Or just send it to Rob. Yeah, I, mean, I do yeah, one. That's either, whichever way you want to go. But yeah, Blue Apron, they're great. We thank them. I'm just kidding. Feed the homeless. Don't, don't. <laughs> Hated De- Deadpool. <laughs> Feed me not the homeless. I hate the homeless and Deadpool. <laughs> this is for me. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to thank them real quick and say that I personally can vouch for them being rad. Now back to news. Uh, the Infinity War name change. Have you heard about the drama behind this? I heard a little bit. I didn't. Didn't. I only saw headlines. So basically, tell like, me about it. 
a long time ago, they said uh, the fourth Avengers movie would be Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. Right. Very logical, but up front, I don't think a movie ever is going to be called Part 1 and Part 2. And then they soon come out and were like, no, 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 those are placeholders. This movie's 2020. Give us time. Recently, they've announced that that's going to change, but everyone was like, they canceled the fifth movie. It turned into this giant thing. <laughs> but like people looking back a year ago be like, no, 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 they warned us. It's cool. Right. So they uh, finally come out with a quote, and they said, quote, we wanted the movie to be very different and distinctive, you know. There's certainly cross-pollination between characters and some story arcs, but you know, the first movie is very clearly Avengers Infinity War. So that leads me to believe that enough happens in the first movie that it's enough of a complete story that there might be like die off in the second okay. right and it might be maybe new avengers it might be maybe young avengers i think enough happens in the first one that it's a part one and part two in the same way that empire and return of the jedi are part one and part two. right 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 i love the format like movies have become tv serialized because all of it is you don't watch a movie and it's like well that was the complete story it's well, there's an episode. You know right. what I mean? We're just watching like a year at a time episode. And I love that of for big really movies. Big movie. Yes, indie yes. movies when they try to do it, it, it doesn't. Because you're like, right. you're not going to get enough money to make another one. I want Don't closure. Do this. Give yeah. me closure. And I, a lot of the movies I'm enjoying this year are the ones that have that because it's so weirdly like it's not nostalgic. It's a, it feels like uh, like when you were a kid. It's so nostalgic. Yeah, it reminds you of like when you watch old movies. I'm like that movie had an ending. Right. How exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, uh, Sam Jackson didn't come out after the credits. This to, is to rally up the troops. Yeah, this is something I haven't seen in years. Like Hunt for the Wilder People and Swiss Army Man and a lot of the smaller, crazier movies, they had endings, and I was like, huh. It's crazy how many... Like, at the end of the King's Speech, Sam Jackson comes out and recruits <laughs> him for the Avengers. And it's he's coming in, in Infinity War. Movie. He's the part of the Infinity War. You heard it here first, folks. He's the guy that crashes the car into, uh, what's his name, at the end of No Country for Old Men. Yep, there he is. And he's like, I've got a I've got He's going to play Black Bolt because of his stutter, so he doesn't speak. <laughs> and that makes it a thing. <laughs> so it's not a lot of news. Uh, it's just pretty exciting. They finally had a statement. I think it makes sense. Uh, and now the most interesting part of Infinity War, did you hear Vin Diesel? No. So Vin what Diesel, the king of secrecy, Vin <laughs> Diesel. I love that Vin Diesel, no matter what studio he's working for, cannot possibly keep a secret. Oh, absolutely he's on no Facebook, secrets. Just like on set with like spoilers happening behind him, just like <laughs> I love my fans, and I love that about Vin Diesel. But at the same time, poor Marvel. Like Marvel has to cover so many bases, keep everything secret, and they've got like this running jacked liability. They've got this guy that's just like all social times. media. Uh, so we love you, Vin, but this is crazy. Vin came out and said, quote, What's going to be surreal is that picture is going to come to pass, because now the Guardians will be included in Avengers Infinity War. Long ago, <laughs> he took a picture in front of Avengers Infinity War when he right. was talking to Marvel, and is now saying, through no uncertain terms, that will come to pass, the Guardians will be included in Avengers Infinity War, and that's incredibly exciting, incredibly exciting, incredibly exciting, and something that if you're a part of our page, you knew before everybody. He told his Facebook fans. Why would, the did biggest he, does spoiler. Does he think only like the people that are subscribed to that <laughs> they won't see talk it? about it? Like, That's a, <laughs> why would he do that? I think that Vin is like that guy that's at the party and you like tell him a secret and he's so proud of being the guy that knows the secret. Right. And like I think it's exciting that he's so excitable because he's like the biggest like he's a D and D geek. Sure. Like, so I think he just wants to be the guy that's like, I told my fans. I don't understand anything he does. Have you seen the videos of him doing karaoke of Rihanna? Yeah, dude. That he going puts on at it. Yeah. I love the ones where he makes wallpapers of himself or yeah. posts the wallpapers of himself. And he's just like in front of a sunset, just like, 
It's so bizarre. Like, I'm fascinated by him, but I don't know if it's in a good or bad way. He's got I the think it's thing. a good way. He's got the thing where I'm like, you're a person. Yeah. What yeah. does your brain go like? Right. Like, because he seems like the coolest guy to talk to, but then he's just like, I sign 18 NDAs a week. Right, right, right. Back exactly. And I love him. Don't get me yeah, wrong. No, same. Fast and Furious it, is the greatest franchise in the world. It's my favorite action franchise next to Lethal Weapon. And Absolutely. That's, and that's a hard, that's a, but like, Vin Diesel's amazing. I just love that he, they've been trying to keep but, this so secret. Exactly. And it's not like the movie comes out in a week. No. It's, it's not years like there's teasers. Away. They haven't filmed it. There's barely a script. And Vin Diesel's like, let me give you the third act <laughs> so i thought that was really funny because he's like i'm in this movie the sixth sense bruce willis is dead the whole time <laughs> i died in the sixth sense and uh i'm bruce willis like it's i just... died and only only <laughs> hail joe osman can see me we start filming next week <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh so yeah he he all but said well he did say that uh that's going down so i thought that was funny and uh looks like Chris Pratt is taking out the Avengers. There you go. Pretty Sorry exciting. for the uh, spoiler on the 1999 movie, The Sixth <laughs> You haven't got a chance to watch it in the last couple of decades. <laughs> We're My sorry. Apologies. Catch up. Check it out. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Punisher. Casting for Microtrip. Microchip is said to be in process, which is exciting for me because Microchip is one of the weirdest, like, side henchmen team up. Like, it's a very specific character that I'm curious what version of which they'll play. So I don't. I haven't watched Punisher, and I I don't know that okay. franchise at all. So tell it's, me Punisher's about Punisher's the the next thing following Daredevil season two. Uh, you're into it enough, that, you know, like jumping right, right, right. whooping ass and like dealing with stuff. So basically, all of that did so well. They were like maybe Punisher, Punisher, and then they greenlit the Punisher show. So gotcha, okay. it's going to be its own show. John Bernthal, a whole great team. Uh, Microchip is a hacker slash mercenary gun supplier that okay. works as Punisher. So he's kind of like... He's like the guys on Pawn Stars. He's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's kind of Punisher's weasel. Okay, like, gotcha. You know, that kind of guy. So, but what's going to make that interesting is like how they won't make him weasel. Like we just had Deadpool with weasel. True. So like we have a you know, similar gun dealer type of character. Yeah. But it's on Netflix. So it's going to be dark and gritty and like that's a very hard character to get right. Right, in right, my right. opinion, because it's so easy to have like the shows about gun nuts and the shows like it's you lose very morality easy. quickly. It's very easy to make that just like a like a caricature. Yeah, of that. and like one of our uh, one of our fans was saying that like it's a really tricky time to be making shows about pro gun. Yeah, so yeah. you're adding a literally arm supply dealer as yeah. a sidekick. Exactly. Yeah, that's tough. My buddy has a show uh, shooter based on the. Marky Mark movie from your, is he still going by Marky Mark? I think sometimes I don't know if you say it to his face, but I think. <laughs> um, but they, I mean, they keep postponing it yeah. because it's a show called Shooter, and the know? billboard is him with gun. Like right, it's very right, right. like this is one thing, right? And and I don't I don't know. I mean, I get being sensitive about that, but at the same time, like. It's kind of weird to be like, well, this show doesn't exist anymore. Right. You know, After the billboard went up. Like, you can't hide a thing that yeah. like, you've seen. And it's also like, I, I get the sensitivity, but I also think that this sure. could be... I think this will, since it's happening mm. after that sensitivity has already been established, will be shaping totally. it around that. Uh, it's just very interesting that we're having a show about a guy with a gun taking out bad guys. Yeah. I think uh, I think actually the Punisher is... I think it'll be best if they lean into that. Uh, much yeah. the way that Mike Coulter was talking about Luke Cage, like it's they, they just happened into the best time to have a black man who could not be hurt by bullets. Right, uh, right, right. Like it, this is the perfect time to have a show where you're calling into question what it is to be somebody with a gun now, and all the that's like, true. Somebody who's trying, like in theory, like Frank Castle is generally trying to do. 
good. Mm-hmm. But what, like, what does that mean? Like at at this point in time, like somebody with a gun trying to do good does not necessarily mean they're doing good. Right. It's and it's all high the beholder, especially when it comes to guns. Who do you think Frank Hess was voting for? And MP. We just in the in the live chat, Alan Sizzler Kessler just reminded me that there was once a comic based around Punisher's weapons. There was oh, a yeah. full comic about his weapons. <laughs> not even microchip, not even Punisher. There was like a love letter to weapons because the 90s was crazy. Good deep pull, Alan. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, I just think it's interesting. I'm glad they're casting. It's an important character. Uh, also, just hearing about casting of that, like, you're in the middle of the show. Right. He's so good. Uh, I, think, I think the only thing that would make it better for me is if there was a little more Evanescence. <laughs> You the more I think there's an Evanescence set of the show more that has been said since 2006. We're gonna like single handedly bring them back today. Uh, so I'm excited for Punisher. It's moving along and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We have new concept art that I'm pretty stoked for because it seems full crazy. Like the the scope of the images we have uh, are are just so grandiose. And James Gunn knows this world. Guardians I think is one of the best Marvel movies. Because it felt unlike anything I'd experienced before. Remember when it was uh, coming out a couple months before, and they were like, "This is going to be the first Marvel movie that bombs." Yeah, like, everyone. This is going to be like, the one that nobody it, likes. That, like, character-wise, no characters in it. Anybody knows. And then it broke all the records. It, yeah, it's been the biggest one. I, I mean, as far as just like genre-defining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it may not have made as much as much money, but it broke but, like, that month's records. And the it, social, it also, yeah, just like the the impact it made was was tremendous. It was. I mean, I hate to be this broad but it felt like our star wars it felt like what i wanted the it really trilogy to be you're exactly right and that's crazy that like we're like oh these guardians of the galaxy like so so this is the the first image uh we don't know exactly who this character is which in itself to me is exciting this isn't like someone that i just don't have a reference to this is someone we don't necessarily know uh we don't you were telling me before that james gunn was kind of saying he was he was tweeting about it someone was tweeting him and asking him if this was a bad guy or good guy and at first he put, we don't know. And then he was like, tell me something. So he said, it's he's bad with the option, with the possibility of being good. I can lean into that with that look. Like, that's a yeah. terrifying creature. It'd be cool to have, like, one heroic moment. And then... You know what I think is so, I, I think what made, Gal- Gal- whoa, Guardians of the Galaxy work so well is that there weren't, they didn't have expectations. Right. You know, it wasn't like, here's how this has to go. Mm-hmm. If I don't see this, I'm going to be pissed. Right. It's not a team we know. It's right. not character. And it's not even the original Guardians team. It's literally a team right. they've exactly. assembled for this. So, so no fans can be mad. So they could just, they got to make a movie. Right. They didn't have to just interpret exactly their source material. They got to have fun with it. Well, and I think it really came through. 100%. It looked like the most fun set ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had all the benefits of the Marvel brand without the hindrance of the Marvel brand. Yep. It and they really like didn't have anything to lose. I mean, everybody was like, this movie's gonna tank. Right. So they're like, screw it, let's have fun and with it. And now Guardians 2 is like one of the most hyped because of yeah. how like that became... So that's why I'm curious to see how it is because yeah. now that pressure is on that was on all the other ones. Probably more. Because, oh, yeah, I think much more. Yeah. Because I think this is going to be way more hyped than Thor Ragnarok because of what Thor 1 oh, and 2 yeah. were, but they both have that same tone of like... Well, and plus, I mean, Thor wasn't anywhere as big as Guardians. Which is crazy because it's Thor. <laughs> exactly, but but it just doesn't feel... The scope. I mean, yeah, it just doesn't feel like as big of a thing. Um, 
The, the chat I... has some fun theories on what the, the monster is. Oh, yeah? What Somebody thinks it's the Demogorgon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's uh, fine. A uh, few people think it might be from the Cancerverse. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Which would be, be a, a bizarre pull. Yeah. Uh, or even, somebody said the brood, but I don't think they're going to go there this early. I don't think they'll go there not uh, in Fox. Fox probably owns it. That would be fun. It would I, be awesome. I think I saw a rumor that this was or that this was going to be like right at the top of the movie, mm-hmm. this this fight. Like the open? Yeah. So I think it could just be a monster. Like, not bad, not yeah. good. Just like an animal that they have to, is out of control. And I, then I it ties that. in later on, like the, uh, you remember the big worm in Men in Black? Yeah. Some of the kids. Some big monster that comes back around. That'd be, I mean, that works. I love the trope of opening a movie with a big fight. Like I Me love when it. it's like, remember how awesome? Right in the middle of the fight. Yeah, too. yeah. Fast and Furious that. did that great. Every opening of Fast and Furious, just yeah. like this is crazy. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I like the idea of that just being the open for them. Uh, and then we also have while talking Guardians, uh, Aisha as the villain. Uh, Elizabeth Becky's alien Alicia is hungry for vengeance after they stitch her up early in the piece and has an army to help her on that mission. That makes sense. Uh, we haven't heard anything to conflict that. That seems like a logical thing for her to do. And James Gunn also said, quote, then there's Yondu and his Ravagers still in the picture, but is dealing with the woes of their own. So that to me sounds interesting that there's a separate like subplot that is largely Ravager based. Cause I know they cast a bunch of Ravagers, including right. uh, <laughs> Jimmy Urin of mindless self-indulgence, which is very <laughs> exciting for me personally. Uh, but the idea of a subplot with Ravagers, I think is great. Cause I mean, I think every time we had Yondu on screen, he, he stole the show. Yeah. I mean, my only, I was thinking about this, looking at that monster. My only complaint about Guardians whatsoever is that the more they go, the less likely I'll ever get a Slither sequel. <laughs> I mean, that might be your Slither sequel. That's that as shot close. Might be your I saw that moment. monster and I'm like, oh, James mm. Gunn doing monsters again. And Man, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't think we'll get another super either. I know. We I mean, won't. to go from those to that, I'm so I know, proud of him. I know. Dude. Like just a well, he did, and he did Dawn of the Dead, which yeah. is as good as the original, which is saying a lot. Which is saying a lot. And to Marvel's just like we were saying with casting, they're the same with their directors. To just scoop right. up and grab a guy that like has shown he's good at work, but we don't have an already established opinion of. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I like that. And that's why Star Wars Guardians is what it was. <clears throat> Uh, Thor Ragnarok, we have new behind-the-scenes picks, which are awesome. So we're going to pull those up and uh, go through them because they are... I just... The sight of Loki back on set, I love Tom Hiddleston. I love his dynamic. I think he's far and away the strongest part of the Thorverse. Uh, so to see him in this insane black suit with a uh, country-western Canadian Thor there... Uh, very exciting to me. And the craziest part is Vin Diesel took all these pictures <laughs> and posted them on his Instagram. Just for his fans. Just for his Facebook fans. Uh, so uh, this is one of my favorite ones of just casual Loki and Thor hanging out at the newsstand. Because that looks like it could be both a set photo or just a scene that happened offset, Like, a block away. Right. Uh, the, the papers in the back are all, like, in-world Oh, are they? Stuff. It, it says, like, hammer attack, and it looks like it's, like, uh, somebody dressed up as Thor, but not Thor, because it looks yellow. Ooh. Uh, has Thor returned? God of Thunder strikes it up with Lady Justice. I, I don't know what, like who are they who they're trying to say he's striking it up with. I would but. hate to live in the universe that the Avengers lives in. There there are so many massive dangers terror attacks all the like, time. Constantly. Oh, that's probably the the Statue of Liberty. Uh, there in New York. Oh. Yep, yep. Uh, is he dating the Statue of Liberty? In this he one? is Lady Justice. He probably strikes it with a bolt of thunder and breaks it, <laughs> let's be honest. And then it says um, this more stuff there. It says Times Square Murder. 
Ooh. in the across a bunch of them. Uh, and villain Loki spotted is or him, is it him or simply a blank? Huh. And then Thor's in the way. So I mean, Loki being back in the public eye is interesting. That's another interesting side note that he's like part of the world enough that people know who he is. He's Prince. I thought I thought he would remain a little more up in low key. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> oh, I'm out of here, folks. <laughs> and that's it. He's gonna listen to Evanescence. He's got goals. Well, last we saw Loki, he was in Asgard as uh, Odin. Like, he yep. took over Odin's spot. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, he well, is... the, speaking of Odin, oh. we get one interesting set photo. I am uh, intrigued. This is the only set photo I haven't seen because it dropped today. If it wants to load. That might happen. Uh, because Anthony Hopkins. Oh, that's amazing. Spotted on set looking. Full crazy. Full crazy. Homeless man. So... Is this where, a is fallen this where Odin is? Ooh, I love the fallen oh, god idea. Oh, yeah. Plus, this director, like, his sense of humor, that would totally make sense. Like, to have, like, Odin as a hobo on the streets, nobody believes him. Loki has gotten a lot of promotions, considering he has behaved very poorly. Very poorly. Not the like, most behaved fellow. Like, if you look at that on, on paper, He's that is a terrible choice to run anything. Yeah. But hey, you know, Tom Hiddleston. Now, the most important picture of all from this entire setup, and it is a real shame that Matt Key, the biggest Doctor Strange fan in the world, isn't here to announce this. There is a shot of Chris Helmsworth holding a business card now, this is a very staged photo, which makes me wonder how this image got out. Because there is no paparazzi in the world capable of necessarily getting a piece of paper that small. They had a 500 millimeter lens. Yeah, they had something You've clearly crazy. never seen Enemy of the State. Oh, that's true. With Jason Lee's Enemy of the State. Uh, now, this card is very special because it reads the address of 166A Bleecker Street. Now... Is Doctor Strange in this movie? Is this an Easter egg that ties the world in? Is this something that is a post credit scene? Is this something that's going to like set up something that's like a third act thing? This picture raises more questions than any yet. Uh, and it's also just exciting that they somehow got a picture of a business card. Yeah, that's such it's, a staged photo. You know the way like no uh, one has ever held a business card. Like, well, what, what do we? Let me get this. my monocle here let and me look at back up to look the bushes with paparazzi. <laughs> I know I'm the uh, specimen that is Chris Hemsworth, but I need reading glasses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my genetics are perfect, but my eyes, my God, what do we have here? <laughs> I mean, Ragnarok's after Doctor Strange, so it's very possible that uh, if. They ca- if they find homeless Odin, like, mind-wiped on Earth, Thor has to go to, uh, down to Bleecker Street oh, to get yeah, him uh, fixed. Or, like or maybe that. even get just get him back to Asgard. Did did Matt mistype the cue that says, it's, it's 177, isn't it? Because Matt typed 166, and I feel like I've betrayed my fellow geeks. <laughs> the card says 177A. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Somebody typed 166 in my cues, so they should have read the paparazzi photo. Oh, you are getting yelled at <laughs> That's so it. Yeah, hard the internet's all over. I just, like, betrayed Dr. Strange himself. Can't host it. a show anymore, guys. <laughs> so that's exciting. I'm stoked. Uh, I love the idea of either them tying it into the world or even just an Easter egg or, you know, maybe Dr. Strange. Either way, them tying it in, I think, is brilliant because Dr. Strange is such a weird character that they need as much setup as possible. Yeah, and I feel like the Thor universe needs that. It yeah, need to tie. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a little extraneous. It is. It, it's very just, they don't have that kind of like 
wacky sort of right. wild card type character and i think it'll i think it'll help yeah and i think that we only see thor as an avengers when he was with the avengers i think having him as an avenger in his own movie helps and natalie portman's not back so right so i need... have nothing to live for <laughs> life's a lie she had a baby and she's like i'm not done marvel anymore. Uh, i still love you though i love natalie Portman. maybe not as jane but she's great um, now, the biggest news of the week for me and for America and for racists everywhere, Zendaya is playing Mary Jane in Spider-Man Homecoming, according to the rap. Now, this is not confirmed by Marvel. This hasn't been confirmed by anyone. But since it is such a big news story and since everyone aunts are talking about it, like right. the story became such a big thing, it has to be addressed we're not confirmed, and that's important because I got so many tweets asking my opinion and I wanted to be clear on the show. It's not confirmed. I, personally, am very excited. I think she's a yeah. great Mary Jane. She's fantastic. She's perfect. Who the, the hell cares? Like, what? that's 2016. insane. To me, it's 2016, and right. I feel like this is the part where he's like, social justice warrior, and I say yes, because this shouldn't even be a conversation. Our president is black. We After were- <laughs> that, you can, you can do it. Live your Who life. cares? These comics were written in the 60s and 70s when everyone was white in comics. Her being a redhead <laughs> should not be a thing that is held on to as the only thing that is her character. She's gorgeous. She's spunky. She's... Uh, uh, the life of the party, those three things to me are Mary Jane and this girl. Exactly. And look, we we have turned Jesus Christ, who was a <laughs> Middle Eastern man, into Steely Dan in a robe. And we're yeah. like, nope, that's the way he is. And we're going to complain about Mary what? Jane? Come on. And also the idea that we cast an actress that's age appropriate, that is actually model pretty so it fits the character. Right? And that it actually, that spunky type sensibility, to me... And I, I, uh, Kristen Stewart, uh, no, Kristen Dunst is great, but to me, she was never Mary Jane. No. And that's just me. And I never, through all three of those movies, felt like she was Mary Jane. I didn't feel she had the look. I didn't feel she had the sensibility. To me, having seen not a single frame, and once again, this not being confirmed, I think Zendaya is more Mary Jane than Dunst ever was. I absolutely, I mean, honestly, in the original trilogy, the only one that felt like, oh, that's the character is J.K. Simmons. Right. That's yeah. the only one that's oh, like, oh, he, he's that's... still Jonah. Like, even yeah. if they get a new guy, even if it's Nick Offerman, which is my dream cast, I still will see J.K. Simmons. Absolutely. So other than that, I mean, no one is like, oh, this is the only person right. that can play this. And to me, Tom Holland is Spider-Man. That, yeah, that 20-minute yeah. Spider-Man movie is the best Spider-Man movie we've ever had. He was great. Right. So if they're going to keep going this way with casting, I think it's perfect. I think it's been very controversial for no reason. Like, so many people tweeting me and being upset and this whole, like... I get the attachment to her being redhead because that is an important part of her character, but it's not more important than her being cast with a talented actress that can play the part that is as beautiful as she's supposed to be. You should be more upset that Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man than (laughs) After all these years. I mean, I keep saying Kristen Dunst, Kirsten Dunst, uh, was a blonde, they dyed red, and then they (laughs) cast Bryce Dallas Howard, who's a redhead and dyed her hair blonde. (laughs) So if we're going to be upset about hair color in the Spider-Man universe, go back to Sam Raimi. Right, dye her freaking hair red. Go nuts if that's the thing. The chat wants you to know that it's Zendaya. Oh, thank you. I have said it wrong for a long time. Zendaya, really? They were very upset. Oh, well, I I apologize, everyone, and thank you for correcting me. I've been saying it wrong my whole life since I've known about her for two years. Uh, There's also that people, some people are thinking that uh, this could be that uh, they might lean in the direction of uh, the Spider-Gwen universe and make her a rocker since Zendaya is a singer. Oh, yeah, dude. I'd be down with Um, that. uh, Because she was announced with the name Michelle. When they said who she was playing, right? Um, and uh, Marquia said she sent in her her theory 
uh, from her broken down car. In her <laughs> uh, and she says, uh, uh, my theory is that Michelle is Zendaya, that then Zendaya plays, is going to end up being called Mary Jane because she'll take that as her stage name. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, because Mary Jane always seemed like, you know, not quite a real name. So both of these ideas work. Yeah. I, you know, I love that idea. And Zendaya can do no wrong as, yeah. far, as long as she's still the character she plays in her other work. If you're upset about that, you're a dumb nerd. Yeah, it's just like, be a smart nerd. We're smart. Like, I mean, I don't even mean, like, I don't consider liking this stuff to be nerdy. But if you are upset, that's like, well, I think everyone <laughs> in a movie should be white. Yeah. You're garbage. Go you're back and watch The Big person. Bang Theory Nobody. and stop watching more movie news. You know, <laughs> Nobody go, cares about anything. Watch some other fake geeks talk about fake geek stuff on the biggest show in the world. Somehow. Is there really... Is there really people upset about this, or is there like... Because this is normally what happens. There are like three or four people that are upset, right. and then there are a thousand articles written about it. And then it becomes then a thing like, that are upset. Well, I got to be upset. Thing. Well, it's like the Captain America thing, where they're like, he hailed Hydra at the end. I was like, right. guys, give it a month. There's a number two issue coming out. <laughs> right, it's right, clearly right. a plot twist. Like, right. It's like someone that had never read comics was like, issue one, that's the whole thing. That's how it is. Like, and right. it's like, no, there's more. it's a comic. So I feel like this is that. Like, someone got mad and then... I like to hope that it's a very small percentage of people that are upset and it's just having a spotlight put on it. I'm going to hope that. I just think that people are upset are louder. Exactly. And that's the difference. And I like to think that people that are ignorant are a smaller portion of people that are not. So I'd like to imagine it's like 10 people that are really loud, someone else... I'm excited. I think she's going to kill it. I love this cast. I I have been very vocal about my love for how diverse a school set, you know, in New York should be. And how they cast cast not only children, but they cast, it looks like every screenshot looks like a school in Midtown. Like, it looks like that's how it would be. And the comics now are not just a bunch of white kids running around. And that's, it's not realistic. Like, I like in movies when they have high school kids. And every single person there is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone looks Just like glowing. they work at Abercrombie. I watched Bring It On again the other day because I was thinking about the Dunst thing. And I was like, right. there's a Dunst movie. I like, I'll watch that one. And I was just like... Man, this modeling high school is just so stunning. Everyone is gorgeous. Like, the Compton High School is gorgeous. The, like, upper class high school is gorgeous. I'm like, Everyone. no one has skin problems. No one's overweight. Nope. Like, it's a must be nice. Even the teachers are oh, gorgeous. Yeah. And they're, like, only five years older than the students, which asks <laughs> right. a lot of questions. <laughs> right. So, well, let's live in the real world, and let's live in the real comic world, and embrace the fact that they cast someone that's perfect. And they probably held a broadcasting net, and then... You know, I've heard that. I've heard that they do uh, quite a bit of casting for Marvel superhero movies. Yeah. I mean, I know... <laughs> I, do they? We have, we have this show to talk about? Uh, well, they, I know uh, five different friends of mine went out for Mary Jane, and none of them look alike. Oh, really? So, for me, that's great. And to me, that means they actually cast the best actors for the job, which is the only thing that should go into casting, is if it is the character and if they fit the role. Are you saying your friends are bad actors? I'm saying... You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Name names. (laughs) Broad. Six. They're all at an Evanescence concert right now. Uh, And James Gunn had this to say on the matter. Quote, for me, it's a character's primary attribute. The thing that makes them iconic is the color of their skin or their... It's... Oh, For me, if a character's primary attribute, the thing that makes them iconic, if the color of their skin or their hair color, frankly, that character's shallow and sucks. 
For me, what makes MJ MJ is her alpha female playfulness, and if the actress captures that, then she'll work. And for the record, I think Zendaya's even matches that what I think of MJ's primary physical characteristics. She's a tall, thin model, much more so than the actresses they've had in the past. Well, yeah, imagine being like, well, she's a really bad actress, but she has red hair, so I'm That's good. it. I'm all set then. No. And that's what's always like with fan casting. I see fan casting go one of two ways. It's either the person that is like their favorite actor and they don't fit the role at all. Right. Or it's someone that they saw in a magazine once that looks like what they think the character is. Right. And they might not be able to act. Yeah. So I'd rather it be neither of those things than just actually cast. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like I put I, I jokingly, half jokingly put Ben Foster in everything. Because I love Ben Foster <laughs> and I want him in every movie. But if I actually thought Ben Foster would play all these roles, that's just it's not fair to casting. Yeah. Oh, Edward James almost will be good Spider Man because yeah, for he, home yeah. talent. <laughs> like no. Uh so there is a call sheet floating around while we're on the Spider Man topic that to me, this doesn't look like any official call sheet I've ever been on. I've never seen a set list when I'm on set that looks like this. Uh, some people have said it's legit. I, I mean, I can't I speak don't. to the legitimacy of this thing, but I have done call sheets and seen call sheets that look like this. This is just the like people who are called for the day. No, no. I mean, I've, I've worked on a lot of yeah. sets, and I've been called on the day. It's just, it's usually not this font. It's usually not this color, not this size. Like, this is just, this isn't the industry standard, which makes me think it's illegitimate, but... It's been going around enough, and we like to talk about rumors because it might be real, and it brings a lot of interesting things to the table because it lists a lot of our characters that we didn't know who they might be, and there are a lot of like deep cuts into Spider-Man lore. Uh, one of the ones I thought was interesting was... Uh, can we pull that up on the... Uh, is it on the... Uh, is it Biggin? <clears throat> Thank you, sir. Uh, number 29, Tiffany Espenson is apparently playing a character named Cindy. Yeah. Now... I'm not sure if this is Cindy Moon, but if it is, that's Silk in the comics right now, who's a brand new character who would be very exciting to have involved. Uh, there's also, uh, I love that Abraham Atta's playing a character named Abraham. I don't know if that's real or not, but I just think it's really funny to like, keep it. Uh, an interesting note on the uh, on the Cindy Moon thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, a fan sent this to me. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I believe his name was Ian. Uh, I don't have his Twitter handle in front of me, but uh, the actress mm-hmm. Tiff- Tiffany Espenson, yep, uh, followed Robbie Thompson, uh, was fo- at the time when oh, this came out. Who is the writer of for Silk. Silk? Yeah, so take with take that with uh, what uh, whatever giant grains of salt you All want. All the salt you have. Yeah, I don't know if I believe this. Just feels too convenient. This this is literally. It's... I would write this up as like, who do I want to play? What like it's right, just, it doesn't right. look like a call sheet. It, no, it's literally an Excel spreadsheet with numbers and num- like things in it. It just. I don't think this is the. What's the original source? Did we? Does it track down? Internet. No. This came from the internet. Well, this in that a, case, a Tumblr scoop. Well, then it must be true. But if it is true, which I once again, this is a one percent chance of being true in my heart because it doesn't look like a call sheet to me. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine is listed as Shocker, but Shocker number two, which is interesting to me, if if that means anything. Uh, and lastly, people are saying that of the big rumors, Salinas Liva, it says Miss Warren, and there have been rumors that would be somehow related to Miles Warren, who was a teacher at the school, and also a little villain named the Jackal, who cloned Spider-Man. Not the Richard Gere movie? Not the Richard Gere okay. movie. That's okay. the spinoff, or leaving out of the Marvel Universe. And Shocker is not the <laughs> Wes Craven movie. No, nor is okay. it the... Uh, <laughs> so, um... I was going to go places the PG-13 <laughs> audience wouldn't appreciate. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if any of this is going to be a thing. I personally don't think so, but I felt it was worth mentioning because Spider-Man and the internet is very excited. They did add a new cast member as well. Oh, yeah, that's one, right, today. One one more 
Uh, known for uh, for Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, it, her name is uh, it's uh, I'm gonna have jo- Jonah Zhao. Jonah Zhao. Cool name. Yeah. Uh, this is her. Do we know who she's playing or any rumors? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No one she's has playing Spider-Man? Anything. She's Spider-Man, confirmed. Mackie <laughs> confirms. Uh, it looks to me like she is a little older than high school. But who knows? Maybe she's a teacher. Uh, and the last, uh, I, I moved a little too quickly. I forgot to mention one that is very exciting to me. Kenneth Choi is playing Principal Marita, and he played a character named Marita in Captain America, the first one. <laughs> so does that mean that he is playing his own grandfather oh, slash his own grandson? That's weird. Right? They yeah. cast a man who was already in Captain America set in the past and is the same character name as a principal. Do you think he'll play like an older, like a different? Well, how is that going to work? He'd have to play his own grandson. Yeah, because it's like the '40s to now. Yeah, if so, they're gonna use him, like at least they should do at least something. I like think that's that. hilarious. Yeah. I think because th- that happens all the time. Like we have that actress that's in both Luke Cage and was in uh, Civil War, but she's not playing the same character. I like him. The idea of him coming in with like a sideways hat, eating like fruit <laughs> by the foot, <laughs> yeah, and a skateboard, and he's what like, up, oh, "Hello, yeah." He's playing Hello. a student the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I it's just me, think, a teenager. Hello, young ones. <laughs> I love that he's playing potentially the grandson of himself, and I think that's a really weird way to have continuity work. Where are the Pokemons? <laughs> are you guys playing the Pokemon Go's? <laughs> uh, so I think that's it for Spider-Man. Uh, thank you, uh, live chat, for correcting my pronunciation. And let's see. Here. Wait, how did they correct their pronunciation via text? They, they wrote it out. Like, oh, with like the cap. Uh, oh. Yeah, and, did the whole, and like oh, it was like oh, ten oh. of them. Oh, 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 oh. they went nice. out. We have the coolest thing that we have a group of uh, like a thousand comic fans that aren't mean. Like this. That's yeah. I've been seeing a few of the comments, and they're nice. It's like positive. Like <laughs> Marvel movie news. Somehow we found this corner in the and we kind of cultivate it. Like anytime there's a troll, we. They're gone, and we like we have a very strict policy of that. But like, we have a corner of the internet that's positive. They encourage other people to read comics, and everyone's like, really, like it's amazing. Well, guess what? They suck. That's it. Go listen to Evanescence. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. And then no, our, they're wonderful. I was just it, kidding. It's they're crazy. Great. They're great. I've never I've never seen anything like it. I'm on Screen Junkies a lot for movie fights, and man, those YouTube comments are not your YouTube comments. <laughs> Tell you what, they hurt. Deep cuts. Actually, no, there's one. There's one guy that's amazing. There's one guy that whenever I movie fight or TV fight, there are literally thousands of comments because it's these things. One guy always finds every single thing I appear on and he goes, one koi equals one dislike. And I always manage to see it. And he's now my new favorite fan because he finds more stuff than my mom does. Like, he takes more time. I'm like, this guy. I think they hate me on that show. On movie fights? Yeah, because I went, uh, Max Landis is a buddy of ours. And yeah, he was yeah. like, oh, come on with me. And I, and I went on. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do bits for everything. Like, I had joke, <laughs> I had joke answers for everything. And I didn't realize how serious they it's, take it's a it. Thing, like, man. It's like a boxing round. Oh, yeah. It's so serious. And I was like, they were like, what would you do for the next Fast and Furious movie? And I was like, Kid Rock comes out. And it's like, just, they fly into space, like, just so over the top. And the guy was like, all right, I'm going to go hang myself in the back. Like, <laughs> They probably don't hate me, but it's they, high stakes. But high I'm stakes. not going to be back on. I mean, it's a it's a very special thing. I I love movie fights. But I, I knew going great. into it that it was like that serious. So I always I like I that. research and I like brush up the night before. <laughs> I'm like the guy that's like, okay, I'm training, I'm training, I'm training. They were like, what movie would you make a zombie movie? And I was like, My Girl, because then Thomas J could come back <laughs> after the bees. And they're like, No, no, so that's we're another, not. Doug Benson's that. movie interruption esque comment. I, I, I'm into that. I'm, I support it. Our our last bit of news for the day. Uh, Big one for Runaways fans. 
And Runaways has been something we've been talking about on this show for weeks, especially lately because everybody wants me to fan cast it and I have not finished reading it yet and I have to... Uh, fan casting I love, but I don't like doing it when it's something I haven't read because I don't like just doing by look. Right. Much like Mary Jane. Uh, Ooh, what if she has red hair? Well, cast her! Wait a minute. Every redhead. Kiritan. We get a red... He's Mary My Jane. My God. So I want to read it. I want to get the sense for the characters before I fan cast it. But it is officially coming to Hulu, which is cool. Uh, nice. Because that means they're trying to build their own network. Uh, they've got a great series of original broadcasting, but this seems to be bigger than that. Like, they've got, like, the uh, the, the Aaron path. Paul show. The yeah. path is great. Like, they've got good Brilliant. programming, but nothing, like, superhero. Like That's interesting. Yeah. So it brings a different audience, because I think if Hulu is more adult television, like, I path, think so, too. I think so. Runaways is a very young show. It's going to be, like, a PG-rated, because it's a very young audience. So uh, they have Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, who are the Gossip Girl and OC creators, as the showrunners, which Makes fits sense. the tone yeah. pretty well. And those shows both did incredible. Whether or not they're your style or not, they did huge numbers. Gossip Girl is my thing. I get that. It brought us a lot of great actors. It was a good decade. Uh, so I have that, no idea. That's... <laughs> I have a lot of friends that watch Gossip Girl, so I believed you 100%. I, I, have, like, no, I have never seen it. But, it, it, I mean, the OC got us Chris Pratt, I think. Like, these are shows that bring was a lot it? of actors to, like, yeah, the forefront. Um, so, Runaways is by Brian K. Vaughn. It's about a teens that discover their parents are all members of an evil, evil crime organization called The Pride, and that they are all working for Gaborum, a trio of elder gods trying to take the world back from themselves. So, it's a really cool take on the superhero thing, because it's about sons of evil, like, and daughters of evil. These are kids attached to it, like, through lineage. Well, as long as they cast all white people, that's all the I'll be fine with it. Save the ink on the page. Give me the give me the whites. Yeah, it's just insane to me, man. <laughs> the Spider-Man thing. Uh, so there, uh, the original team is Alex Wilder, Nico Minuru, Carolina Dean, Gertrude Yorks, Chas, Chase Stein, and Molly Hayes. So those are all names I butchered, but that is the original <laughs> team. We'll see if it happens. We know literally nothing except for that the the show is happening and that it's Hulu and who the showrunners are. But we can extrapolate a lot from that. Like Do they the, have a date. Nothing. Uh, it's literally just announced. But the fact that those showrunners are announced gives you kind of a flavor yeah, for the show, yeah. which seems to be in line with what I gather from the book. Um, and The Runaways, I think, is something that people have been gunning for forever. Brian K. Vaughn's brilliant. Uh, I love the writer. It's long been on people's lists of, like, this show would be good on television, or this property would be good on television, because it's a team-up of young kids right? Um, all dealing with, with like, issues. It's a very diverse cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you can get a lot of latitude from without using their powers just because they're going to have interesting dynamics being well, and, kids. And Stranger Things was just so big. So if there's a show that's like, oh, it's all kids right. in, in these dangerous situations. Now's was, the time. Yeah. Uh, Somebody in the chat earlier was like, fan cast, just Stranger Things cast. <laughs> Tran- move I'm over. down with that. Dude, I you, just transfer those guys over. I am in all day. You put the little boy that has no teeth in any role, and I will watch he that He can movie. play Mary Jane, and I'd he watch can. that movie. He can. <laughs> like, Stranger Things was so impossibly good. I can't. I, it's been weeks, and I'm still riding that high. Yeah, have you run? Have you come across anybody that is really excited to tell you what they didn't like about it? Oh, contrarians it for the oh, sake of... Oh, God. They're everywhere, man. Uh, well, I noticed it was a little heavy on the two, 80s. there was a cut... You don't say. And I'm like, yeah. Do you think they're going to play, like, Ba with the Ba? Yeah, like, that's this show. They're obviously going to play 80s songs. Yeah, that's what it's for. Uh, and in the live chat... Uh, it wasn't like a BuzzFeed article. No, they were just listing feel, things They didn't off. just, like, eat, like, a fruit by the foot and look at camera. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel Remember like... Remember this rubric's Cube? This is so crazy. Like I've got a Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> plays the song at camera. It didn't feel like that to me. And, and I, no. uh, if Hulu can capture that kind of tone, oh yeah, 
they'll they'll be a force to be reckoned with, and this might be their property to do it. Uh, Ethan Rowe, I saw your uh, mention in the live chat. They're also rumored to have Hobgoblin as one of Spider-Man's oh. friends, which would be cool to have him as like a kid, and then to have them grow up and be rivals, which yeah. is similar to the Green Goblin scenario. And uh, since it's still a rumor, I'm sorry I didn't mention it, but yeah, the Hobgoblin idea is a crazy one, and I'm all about it. Like a lot that. of people uh, have been asking why isn't the runways going to <clears throat> Netflix, and I think that was a very intentional choice on the part of Marvel. Because mm-hmm. uh, the Netflix universe is very contained and dark. It's very, yeah, yeah, it's very yeah, dark, yeah. and I, it's similar reason I think that they didn't want. I mean, there's a number of business reasons why Agent Carter didn't migrate to Netflix after its cancellation. Right. But I think it partially is that Netflix has a very specific Marvel brand uh, on their shows, and to put something like The Runaways, I think would muddy that water a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, where like it's very much like the Netflix Marvel shows. It's Daredevil, Luke Cage, the. Uh, Jessica Jones, right. Iron Fist, like the Defenders, like that is what you're getting when you go to Netflix Marvel shows. And now the Hulu Marvel shows will be its own little its own little corner. Uh, I would expect if it's going to cross over anywhere, probably Cloak and Dagger with uh, yeah. Freeform because I know that ABC has a good, has a good relationship with Hulu. Well, and you're just creating a whole other brand for yourself. You know, you you connect with. A, a company totally besides Netflix, and you just create another world there. It's a smart move. And it's smart for Hulu to be like, hey, oh, we need yeah. subscribers. What if Marvel? Like, yeah. what, if, what about the largest empire in cinema? That works like, for everybody. I think it's so smart, and I think I think that uh, this could be the chance for Hulu to be competing with Netflix. Maybe not fully, but like, it's a good step in that direction. And I believe Amazon Prime has the original Daredevil movie. <laughs> so Amazon so that is keeping up covered. great. Amazon's doing good with that. They just need the director's cut so you can experience it. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's all the news for this week, which was a fair amount. There was actually a good amount of uh, stuff going on. I want to give some shout-outs to the lovelies Albert Albanese, uh, once a birthday shout-out, and we was wondering if we'll ever get Sentry in the MCU. So first, a very happy birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday. Sentry, I don't think we'll ever get in Marvel, uh, in the movies, because he's very Superman-esque. He's, he's kind of like... I've always said that Batman, this is giving me a lot of hate, and I'm sorry to generalize. This is very general. I've always felt like Batman was a Marvel character in the DC Universe as much as Sentry was a DC character in the Marvel Universe. They're, but you know what? It I There's a lot of characters that I've been like, oh, we'll never see them. And then they but have. as long as it keeps sticking around, I've never seen that. I won't rule out anyone. I won't. I just don't think yeah. Sentry is soon because of the parallels, especially with right, DC right, trying right. to get Superman up and going and, like, Flies has a cape. There's a lot. It might not be the right time right now, yeah. but at some point I wouldn't be shocked at all. I mean, I'm not against it. I just don't think right now. So. Maybe for your birthday wish, you Happy could wish about it and, the, and it'll come true. In the next few years on your birthday, Sentry will arrive. Uh, oh. We can hope. Uh, Jocelyn just said, uh, you just forgot the J is fine. You're not the first to mess it up and you won't be the last. Is your name? Oh, we, did we call you Ocelyn? Jocelyn. <laughs> that wasn't me. It was probably Matt. But Jocelyn with a J. Uh, I love Jocelyn. It's a cool name, right? No, I mean that pr- this her, person. I love because you came back to like sass and be like with a no, J. No, I love her. You just know her. You know her yep. well. Love, love, love from <laughs> Rob V. Uh, Lance Green said, "Hi, Matt. How's it going with regard for getting Kevin Smith to come on the show?" You see, this proves I read everything because I have no answer to that because I'm neither Matt nor know if Kevin Smith's coming on the show. So I'm gonna move on. Um, uh, remarks, questions. Big fan of follow you in Koi and Marvel movie news. Any truth to the Runaways going to Hulu? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one I got. I have an answer to that one. It it is true. Nice uh, one, Koi. I was ready. Robert Meyer Burnett said, "I sure can see her saying, face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot.' That's true. Like that, she has that. Like, I know. That's I the know. Part. I know. Thank you, and I agree. Good side of internet. 
Um, Bono, <laughs> Bono Eno Ono, cool name. Uh, I watch Halt, incredibly pumped for Mackenzie Davis as Domino. Rumor is Mackenzie Davis from Halt and Catch Fire is playing Domino in the Deadpool oh. sequel. So that show's just getting plucked. People just, when, I love that Marvel just sees a property they like and they're like, what if we they're get like, everyone? Yeah. Just, we'll take all these Like guys. Creed, like the yeah. Creed movie, which is one of my favorite movies of last year. They're like director, actor, actor. Right, they just right. like scooped it up. Stallone. I think literally the whole cast of Creed is in Marvel now. Wait, is Stallone? Stallone's in Guardians too. Is he? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, ah. rumor is he's either one of the Ravagers or one of the Nova Corps, but he's on set. I love him. He, I'm he's just three hundred years old, and he's still just doing it. He came back in a real way, like um. So yeah, that's uh, you know let's let's leave some of these for Matt because they're directed at Matt, and that would make more sense. Um, I just want to thank you guys for continuing to be the best corner of geekdom on the internet, and there is so much love on the Twitter, and I wanted to thank you guys for being logical about the Mary Jane thing as opposed to every HuffPo article because it got crazy this week. Um, I think that she's going to be good. I think that we have a wonderful phase three slash like Sony Fox thing going. Like I think that having all these studios in Hulu now, like yeah. literally Marvel's starting to be like, what if we take over the world? Right. And that's exciting. Like as a comic geek since I was a kid, pretty cool. Um, anything you want to close out with, man? Uh, anything no. you want to plug or talk about? Or? I mean, you can follow me on Twitter and you'll see everything I'm doing from there. Yeah. I, so I met Rob on Twitter about a year before I met Rob in person. And I met Rob via Twitter because I had tweeted a joke. This is one of my favorite friend stories of all time. I was sitting listening to Hotel California and I was like, man, this is like a Yelp review. And like, it was like just an extraneous thought. And I just like phrased it and threw it out there. And then all of my friends jumped on me like, that's this tweet from this guy, Rob Fee, and I know him. And I was like, I'm so, like, it was one of those things where, like, a joke had been said, and you're like, I'm not stealing. It was just an idea. And then, like, within a week, I met Rob and was like, stole your joke from three years ago. <laughs> That's the worst thing, because you come up with a completely organic thought. it was phrased totally differently, but it was similar enough that I could yeah, see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, And people are automatically like, you stole this. <laughs> this is a very famous tweet, and you're a thief. And I was like, <laughs> and then like within the week, I met Rob, and I was like, nice guy, similar humor. <laughs> I did that with a joke, and someone was like, good job, you also just watched the Patton Oswalt special? And I was like, did he, did he I, no, what did he do? What is the thing? And it was like, almost verbatim and i'm like <laughs> i didn't do it on purpose i'm so sorry comedy is subjective it's tricky uh plagiarism accidentally happens as much as it happens on purpose <laughs> so uh thank you so much folks this has been marvel movie news the next two weeks matt is going to be in burning man so i'm going to be trying to uh wield his his very mighty <laughs> cloak of levitation while he's away uh, maybe he can get somebody at burning man to fix his car yeah that guy he stood in for me while I went to Africa Burn so I'm standing in to him while he's at Burning Man so Precious. get your car fixed Matt uh, much love to you guys we will see you next week this has been Marvel Movie News hunt me down on Twitter bye bye from producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek Christian Harloff and the entire Popcorn Talk Network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com I'm Sir Richard Wentworth and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs> <laughs>